0: You're listening to the Real Estate Runway podcast, powered by Quattro Capital, where we are all about alternative business and investment strategies to help you amplify life and maximize wealth. Here's your host, the recovering engineer turned multifamily investor, Chad Sutton. All right, folks, today we have Nancy Nguyen on the podcast. She is an ophthalmologist And she actually has a vision, pun intended, of curing preventable blindness worldwide through real estate. Her company, ClearVisionInvesting.com, is doing just that. A portion of everything that they make goes towards installing medical facilities in third world nations and helping them have sustainable eye care where things like cataract surgery can be performed, preventing or curing preventable blindness. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce Miss Nancy. Let's get into it. All right, Real Estate Runway family. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Runway Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chad Sutton, sponsored and powered by Quattro Capital. For those of you on YouTube today, I am joining you in a Walt Disney World hoodie in the office. I just got off a plane from Houston working on a deal we're doing down there. So that's the life of the Director of Acquisitions here. Anyway, Enough about me. I am here today with Nancy Nguyen, who is a fantastic individual, part of many communities and circles that I'm in. She started real estate investing at the beginning of COVID and built a real estate portfolio during that time. She's a firm believer in using real estate to do good, which means she jobs perfectly with one of the quattro four pillars, philanthropy. And by combining passions of being a vision care professional and eye surgeon, as well as real estate, her company, Clear Vision Investing, is on a mission to cure preventable blindness worldwide through real estate investing. I'm excited to hear more about this story, folks. She's passionate about sharing the power of real estate with others, especially doctors and her other high-income professionals and colleagues. Nancy, welcome to the show.
1: So happy to have you here. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic, Chad. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. I'd love to hear a little more about you and then I really want to hear about this curable blindness concept here because this is a very unique uh, passion you have. So first, tell me who you are, you know, tell me what got you into the medical field and how you found real estate.
1: Yeah, so I wear a couple of hats. First and foremost, I'm a wife and a mom to two young girls. They are currently two and four, so keep me very, very busy. Um, I am also an ophthalmologist and that's just a fancy term for being an eye doctor and an eye surgeon. And how I decided to become an ophthalmologist was when I was a medical student, I was had the privilege of going abroad to Ghana. And there I witnessed the miracle of cataract surgery for the first time and just saw how a completely blind person can be brought back to life essentially by a five minute, 10 minute cataract surgery. So right there and then I decided that I wanted to devote my life to that. And so over the past 10 years, I've had the privilege of helping people with their vision problems and getting to perform these sight saving eye surgeries. And then lastly, I'm also an impact real estate investor. So I invest in real estate, obviously for the profits and the wonderful financial security it provides, um, but also to to do good and to make a positive social impact. And one of my big mission is to eliminate preventable blindness worldwide.
0: That is an incredible and hugely noble mission. I love, so by the way, I'm appreciative of people like you because I have horrible eyes. And the reason I can see is because of ophthalmologists. So not quite to the extreme that we're talking about here, but my contacts are like telescopes. It just is what it is. So I appreciate you for your medical practice, but so, all right, that's that's really awesome. So you found, you know, the uh, real estate as an asset class And you've discovered the power of it and now you're on a mission to not only help other medical professionals find that like you did but then to use it to do good and bridge the gap in in curing i guess what i would call incurable blindness prior to this this cataract surgery so help me tie that together a little bit you know tell me about clear vision investing and and what you're doing there and and how you're you're on a how that mission is going to manifest itself
1: Yeah. So I started Clear Vision Investing because I was, once people found out that I did real estate, particularly my physician friends, they kept asking, what is this all about? And can I be involved in your next project? And how can, how can I join? But at that time, I was mostly investing in small residential stuff. So, did it all on my own and didn't really need a partner. But as I'm getting more into the multifamily space, I see a huge need to help these other people learn about this asset class. And I myself and my husband have invested passively with great syndicators and sponsors and saw the huge benefit of it. So I just want to share that knowledge and open up that opportunity for other physicians and, and professionals like myself. But one of my big things in investing is I don't want to just do it for the financial gains and to build wealth for just myself and my family, which is awesome, but also to use those funds to do something I'm really passionate about. And the huge need that I see is just preventable blindness around the world. So most of the world is blind, not because there's no cure, it's because they don't have access to that cure. So I really believe that there was a huge need to bringing very simple things like a pair of glasses or a simple five to ten minute cataract surgery that can change someone's life. So I am on a mission to do that by not only providing funds, but also I have partnered up with a great organization called Give Sight Global, and it's very unique because it's not just you know sending the funds and then funding a surgery and then you go bye bye and then come home, but we're looking to create sustainable solutions so that these communities can sustain this pattern of providing eye care by themselves. So it kind of promotes entrepreneurship and ownership, and then also economic opportunities for the residents in them.
0: That's pretty incredible. So I, I got to know more about this. I'm, I'm the entrepreneur brain as well. So I guess you're actually going to install some sort of a medical facility in these regions. And, and do you provide them, does this is organization rather provide the medical training and, and train up a local doctor? Or do we send a doctor that will reside in that area?
1: So both, the, yeah. the simple answer is both. So what we do is partner up with these hospitals that are already there. And then we help build, fund, and build these vision centers in the local communities and train the local people on how to screen people who need the vision care and then funnel them to these hospitals. So by employing these people who are trained, they not only make money and are able to sustain it themselves, but then they also are able to direct the people to the right care from that. Because, you know, the traditional model of giving and philanthropy is you kind of have a donor that just gives money and then it funds a specific project. And then once that's done, you kind of need more money to keep it going. Or if, for instance, like with eye care, if you bring in a group of eye surgeons from abroad, they come in, they do a set number of cataract surgeries and then they fly away and then you got to wait for the next group to come. So it's not very sustainable. And that's why I think there's still a huge problem with achieving this mission of preventing and curing preventable blindness is because they don't have that sustainable solution. So through this innovative method, we're trying to not only educate and give the skills to the local people, but also use them as a tool to keep the cycle going so that, you know, they don't need people to just fly in and fly out to provide that eye care for them.
0: That, that's really incredible. And so with your company, Clear Vision Investing, how do you support that? Does a, a, a percentage of all proceeds go that direction?
1: Exactly. So a percentage of all our proceeds goes there. I mean, obviously, we don't take the cut from the investors, it's purely just the profits from the company. But in the future, I also plan to hopefully go to these different countries that I'm partnering with and provide my own, you know, services as an ophthalmologist and also to train some of the local people to do that. So that is how we are supporting gifts like Global and their mission.
0: I love it. You know, and and philanthropy giving can really be, you know, times, talents or offerings, right? And so there's obviously the form of offerings, which monetarily supports the installment of this permanent, uh, you know, solution for them. And then and then it's wonderful that you and maybe even some of your investors who are, you know, ophthalmologists as well could, you know, go and and really actually support with your times and talents. So that's such an awesome cause. I love it. Yeah. So let's, let's pivot a little bit now that we know your heart here, right? Because I love, I love this aspect of it. And that's, I, I didn't even realize that was a worldwide problem. So, you know, I've been educated here, but if we take your talents as a physician, a, a an ophthalmologist, I guess I would say a physician, maybe help me understand how your talent your, you know, what you have to, the kind of person you have to be, the kind of brain you have to have to become a medical professional has helped you in the real estate field. Because, you know, I, I love, I love seeing how other people think about things. I was an engineer, so I have a very specific and unique and anal brain type. You know, I'm curious what tendencies and and talents you have that have helped you in your real estate journey.
1: Yeah, this is a great question. I feel like my career in medicine has really prepared me for real estate, whether I knew it or not. And I I thought about it for a bit and it it felt like my training and what I do every day in medicine has been kind of like an on on the job training for um, real estate success. So I'll name just a couple of things. For instance, one As physicians, we know how to assess risks and benefits. We do this every day when we're treating patients. So we're constantly balancing what are the risks and benefits of a treatment for a patient or What is best for my patient? And I think the same competency and skill is the foundation for real estate investing because as real estate investors, we're constantly assessing what are the risks associated with this investment and what are the benefits and returns and make decisions based on that. So that's one is just learning to assess risks and benefits and how to balance that and making the right decisions on the medical side, you know, for a patient, for a treatment and on the real estate side, whether to make that investment uh, to do that. I, say, I would say the second thing that's really important is just interpersonal skills. As a doctor, face-to-face with patients every day. And I have to interact with a variety of people every day, from my patients to the nurses, to the support staff, and to other doctors. And on any given day, the communication involves communicating with people from... All different backgrounds and education levels and viewpoints. And I feel like this is the same as in real estate because it's really a relationship business. And in the end, so that communication and skills related to that is so important because it's really a we and not a me game. So the more you're able to communicate with different people, the more success you'll have in real estate. So that skill as a doctor has served me really well in real estate. And then I would say the third thing of a parallel between being a doctor and real estate investor is just knowing how to be adaptable and knowing how to pivot. For instance, as a doctor, I constantly have to evaluate and assess my treatments that I give to my patient. If an eye drop, for instance, not working for a patient's condition, I'm not going to just say you're going to keep at it because I prescribed it already and you have a whole bottle of it. It was not working. I got to pivot and change the treatment and see what works. And I feel like it's the same for real estate. Even though we might have the perfect plan, the perfect pro forma, things don't necessarily go as planned. And sometimes we have to pivot and change course and adjust to make things to work or to work to the best of our ability. So those are kind of three things that I've seen have really served me well being a real estate investor from my medical career.
0: And those are pretty paramount qualities that I think make a good operator the the last one you mentioned a good operator is not created by how well they can write a business plan you know I mean that that helps put a deal together for sure but you know I think of a business plan as a map right it's a map that you draw out You know, and it's like, okay, I want to go from here to Texas. All right, let me draw a map how to get there. Well, you get on the road, and you might say, well, gee, I can't take this interstate because there's a roadblock, and I got to go another way. Or, you know, okay, I blew a tire. I've got to pull off over here and 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 get this taken care of. So, you know, the, the the good operator has the ability to react. You know, and, and you try to course correct as much as you can and keep it on plan. But yes, the ability to react and to course correct and keep that shit moving in the right direction, even though it's going to kind of drift back and forth, you know, off course a little bit is really the market with your operator. And man, the risk benefit analysis, you're doing that daily. I mean, if you do it daily in your job, you're doing it daily. As a real estate investor as well, you know, and and the, yeah, people think we're, I think you said it earlier, we're not in the real estate business. We're in the relationship business because our customer is our resident. Our customer is our tenant, right? And people, are. we deal with people, people are messy and we have people working on these properties and, and, you know, gobs of people who are employed at various levels of service here. So I, those are just pieces of brilliance because that's, I've never thought about that but that is why I see so many medical professionals in this industry. That's that's very, very good. So, OK, fantastic. So I have really enjoyed getting to know you on the show. Your cause is so awesome. So if we were to maybe tell, you know, Quattro loves being uh, philanthropy minded and I love to give everyone an opportunity to have the, everyone as listeners to contribute to these philanthropies. What is the best way for listeners of our show to go and contribute alongside you in this in this cause to cure? What, what is it? Curable blindness, right?
1: Curable or preventable blindness, meaning that there's a, basically there's a treatment for it, or there's, there's a method to make you not be blind anymore.
0: Right. So, so how can we, how can these people contribute alongside you? Uh, um, is there a, how do we contribute to the company you're talking about?
1: Yeah. So um, my company, Clear Vision Investing, you can visit it as at clearvisioninvesting.com. There's a whole page about it. So when you invest with us, we donate a portion of the company's profits to this cause. You could also visit our, our, our partner, who which is Site like Global, and that's also located on our website to learn more about what we're doing and the details behind it. And you can support us that way financially as well. And then also, if you ever just want to take a trip to one of the countries to see what we're doing and just the lives that people lead and the difference that we're making, we're happy to do that as well.
0: That's fantastic. And the best way to contact you clearvisioninvesting.com.
1: Yep. Everything is on there.
0: Fantastic. Well, folks, as always scroll down in the show notes, it'll be right there. If for some reason it cuts off because Apple's been weird lately, hit the episode website and it's all there. I promise. So before we let you go, Nancy, I've got to ask you two questions, two very important questions. One, what is your superpower in this, in your business or profession?
1: I would say my superpower is my willingness to try new things and to push beyond my comfort zone. Now, don't get me wrong. I wasn't always like this. I used to love to stay in my comfort zone because it felt very comfortable and very warm and soft. So I stood there for a long time, for many years, but I found that until I try new things, I never knew my full potential and my true passion and purpose and what I'm capable of. So I would say that that is my superpower. It's just being uncomfortable with being of the unknown and just pushing past that despite that. Yeah, I think someone called that being comfortable, being uncomfortable. That's right. Like that, right? <laughs> That's very good. All right.
0: So we've heard a lot of really cool stories about you today and all the reasons why you're awesome and, and your passion is awesome. Tell me a mistake you've made in life or just what's your biggest failure to date and what did you learn from it?
1: I don't think there's like one specific instance, but I will say a pattern that was kept popping up in the past was delegation, the unwillingness to delegate and trying to do everything myself and not staying in what I was doing the best. I'll give you one example. For instance, a few years ago, I was trying to start my first startup business and I tried doing everything on my own, including creating my own website and design my own logo. And oh my goodness, it took me hours and hours and days and probably lost a bunch of hair and have some white hair from that. But in the end, I wasn't happy with the product and I just got frustrated and didn't get anything done. But the amount of time and the mental stress and energy I wasted on that things just wasn't worth it. And it taught me a huge lesson. I eventually had to outsource that and they got it done in like two days. And I was like, you know, I could have just hand it to you. Um, so I guess the lesson I've learned from that is, as we mentioned before this talk, is not how can I do it? But it's who can help me. And if this is not in my zone of genius, just stay in my lane and get out of everyone's way. So instead of, you know, how can I do it? Who can help me? And there is likely someone who's out there who could do it better than I can faster, cheaper than what I can do myself. And I would challenge listeners to think about that as well. Like what in their life are they doing that frustrates them and they're not good at, and then who can help them?
0: I've got to know, did, are you saying this of your own mind here? Did you read a book that that uh, kind of taught you
1: that concept? Well, I mean, that Who Not How book definitely okay. put it in words. <laughs> it, it definitely put it in words for me. And I love that book. I've read it probably two or three times now, just to remind myself sometimes. But I learned through the hard way, you know, of just... Just stay in your lane, you know, do what I do best. You know, I I love doctoring. I love doing surgeries. Those are kind of my zone of genius and everything else. You just delegate it, you know, dump it or delegate it or push it to someone who can do it better than yourself.
0: Yeah, I was it was going to be kind of interesting if you were like that's just how your brain said it was who not how and I'm like wow there's a book that talks about that but that's so that's so good no and I, I stole think, that but, from uh, Dan yeah, Sullivan <laughs> I, I do it all the time and honestly he should probably give me a commission for how many books I've sold <laughs> to promote part. his book <laughs> yeah no it's a great book and I can't like I love that you you put that out there because I can't even any level you play at you're gonna struggle with that right and we always think we can do it better than others especially those type A individuals like like I'm sure you are as well and you know we went through the same thing we, we tried to bootstrap in the beginning we, we did our own website we did our own branding and it, it, it worked but it was not a great product and we've all since outsourced it and redone it but yeah you find a couple of things you like do it, like do you like doing it? And are you good at it? Are kind of the two questions. And if you're not good at it, can you become good at it if it's something you really want to do? Other than that, you know, what is the saying? We can always make more money, we can never make more time.
1: That's correct. Time you know, is our I most
0: valuable make- resource. I absolutely agree. And I'll never get that six weeks back that we spent working on the website. So it just says what it is. <laughs> anyway, so, well, Nancy, it has been fantastic having you on the show. I really appreciate learning about you, your vision and what your company's doing and how your company is supporting that vision. So again, folks, Nancy Wynn, clearvisioninvesting.com. Go check this woman out. She's fantastic, especially if you're a medical professional, because I think she might know how to relate real estate investing in terms that you would understand because her brain works like you. So fantastic. Thank you for coming on the show and we'll see you next time. We hope this episode was insightful and brought value to your day. If so, please be awesome and leave us a five-star review. Find out how Team Quattro can help you at thequattroway.com. Until next time, this is the Real Estate Runway Podcast.